0: I personally find this to be really interesting. I mean, I take something away from every single session, no matter what.
1: These conversations are a spark of hope for me as well.
2: Please welcome Lauren Stanek and Jody Smiths Anderson, not Smith. Uh, how did the two of you meet?
0: So Jody and I met because. I had to attend Conference of the Northeast um, Chapters. We traveled to Burlington, Vermont, where cool. Jody Tracy, and I shared a room for several days.
1: And then I, I ran across you at a couple of events, but we didn't actually talk until until the pandemic. And then we reconnected and said, how are we gonna change the world?
0: Clearly, let's start a podcast
1: on Zoom. <laughs> right. And Lauren very early on said, well, we're really doing this just for us. And while we're at it, we're going to record it and see if we can share it.
0: <laughs> I was sort of relishing in the fact that I was being forced to take a pause yeah. by the pandemic. yep, sure, And feeling as though I actually had a minute to stop to start researching again and to kind of refine my passion
1: in general. And, and I decided to screw that up.
0: I think you've enhanced it. We both wanted to learn about all the different aspects of sustainability without necessarily having to read every single book on the market.
1: Right. Right? So let's go to the sources and and, and also it's 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 my my thing has always been, and Lauren's thing, but I, I talk about it more often, is that everything is sustainable. We just have treated sustainability as separate. So we wanted to have conversations with people about what they're doing to see the connections to sustainability, because we know they're there. And in some cases, they're not the connections we thought they were, but they're still there. And, and having those conversations and, and has been awesome.
0: I love the fact that we have different people who come to talk to us about something that I may or may not have absolutely any idea about. I don't really know the person um, entirely that we're interviewing. And I love learning about the thing that drives them. And for me, the thing that I like to do most is connect people. Like that's my favorite thing in the whole world. Like I like what I do, but I love when I'm like, I know a person that you need to know. There's going to be a synergy. There's going to be a synapse that fires that I'm going to be able to say, oh my God, I need to introduce you to this person. And that's the part for me where something sparks in me. My thing, I'm like, but I'm doing this because I just enjoy what we're doing. Yeah.
2: What do you expect? Like, what do you expect from when you listen to a podcast?
0: Yeah. So I am like a self-help junkie, 100%. So when I think of like podcasts outside of cereal, which is obviously amazing, it is something where I hope to kind of glean information and find a different way to do something that maybe I haven't tried before.
2: Okay. Self-indulgent was a great answer because it's true.
1: Yeah, I've never listened to any podcasts. I have never I am really bad at watching videos. Actually, one of the things I struggle with is I'm producing these videos and editing them, but I would never spend 30 minutes watching them. Am I typical or not? I don't know. I just figured we'd produce some and then figure then figure out if they were useful or not.
0: I want to ask a question. Like, how, how is it that you approach editing our videos? <clears throat>
1: oh, God. Um, the longest cut is the first cut. I skim through the hour and a half or whatever. In TJ's case, the three hours of material. <laughs> and hone in on, on like, moments that, that seemed enlightening or exciting. And then I, I cut out the crap in between. That's the first cut. And then I put titles in there so I can keep track of where I am. And then I go through it again and see if any of those stories are entertaining to me, but pointless for a message. And if that's the case, I get rid of those. Okay. And then I edit to refine things. And sometimes I cut out where we overlap in speech, or we've had a couple of videos where the sound has been off the visual. And that's taken a lot of editing to repair. So I do all that finessing stuff. And then I do voiceovers over the titles. But that's that's my process. And, and I sometimes I lose stories that are important. And that's why I think TJ had a couple of cuts because we had so much material about equity and privilege. But the main story that I that I, and it's, you know, I'm editing it. So I let this bias take over. The main story that I wanted to explore, and we did explore, was about improv and communication. And mutual support and collaboration. And so that was the most important thing to me. But then I didn't want to give up that other stuff that was so cool. So he got a couple extra videos. Lesson number two, communicate with your guests.
2: Yeah, because I'll watch them after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's one of the things we have to, to work on is we're not really good at telling the people we've interviewed when we promote their video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's an issue. I know that's an issue. So we, I, I focused one on improv. I focused one on privilege, and I focused one on um, on equity. And then I focused one on bacon. <laughs> and lesson number three: music. We need we need music. Quite frankly, Lauren, our next thing is like a, a neighbor is going to be writing us a, a song. <laughs> but really? right. We, yeah, he is. He's going to be doing a theme song for us so that we have oh. something over those titles other than just a voice. Lesson number four. What about the two questions? I need the two minute video to be more like some enticing bit of information, whether we or not also, of that conversation.
0: And we could also just move those two questions to the very beginning and then let that unfold the rest of the conversation.
1: That might work, too.
2: If you're going to do something like this, that is while it, while it deals with your profession, it is also a labor of love. Mm. Would you agree to that?
1: 100%.
2: Yeah. Or, or, or Lauren, maybe a a labor of like.
0: Jody knows because we've had a side conversations about my confidence issues and Mm self-promotion issues. And so it really took a lot for me to even start posting these on social media, not because I personally find this to be really interesting. I mean, I take something away from every single session, no matter what. And oftentimes I leave the session being far more inspired and energized that there's good people doing amazing things out in the world than I even knew. And I love the fact that they're in my neighborhood in Joni's neighborhood in New York city, they're in our state and, you know, starting to kind of ripple beyond our state. Um, I'm terrified. I am terrified of me putting that out there.
2: What I'm, what I'm hearing about it is there, there's, there's a definite passion behind it. Oh, for sure. And that passion is what's unique. Mm. Um, In in performance, I tell people, if you're going to put something out there and you're going to put in the time, and it's it takes time. You have to block time. You could be doing quality drinking time right now. And instead, <laughs> you are having sustainability. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Um,
0: I don't know either.
2: When you both talk about why you're doing this, your eyes light up. And when your eyes light up, that is what makes me interested in watching you because you're interested in what's going on.
1: Seriously, I just feel like I'm getting my feet under me as far as yeah. producing the videos and YouTube is like an animal unto itself. So that's something that I'm learning as well. And I have to say, initially, it was curiosity and wanting to connect with people in a more uh, thorough, intentional way, as opposed to, you know, networking and saying, hey, how's it going? Here's my card. and it has become for me, um, and this is this is a little gut wrenching. Sometimes it has become for me one of the pieces that keeps me going, because my day job is not moving sustainability in the way that it could move sustainability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So these conversations are a spark of hope for me as well.
2: That is what that is the core of this. Yeah. Why did these two? strong, smart women come together and connect over this idea and decide to spend their time bringing in someone else to actually, to give them space to speak freely about their passion.
1: Yeah.
2: A passion for both, for sustainability, for education, for connection, for, for change. That is what is unique about this and this experience of this podcast is what will eventually be the thing that this podcast is. It's smart people having a great conversation, relaxing over a glass of something Mm -hmm. and, and talking about the nerdy, awesome stuff that drives you
1: still like each other. And we're still having fun bouncing ideas off each other, which is kind of cool. The other thing is that Lauren and I um, went into this also being excited about learning more about each other in the process. And I think we've both learned a tremendous amount about the other person.
0: It's been like a mirror for both of us as well. And we've learned things that make, like I've learned personally, things that make me uncomfortable that I never knew made me uncomfortable and things that I'm deeply impassioned by that maybe I just thought was like an interesting topic that now it's kind of like moved the needle and has inspired me to do something even further with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had a couple of guests kick us in the butt a little bit. I mean, Judith Enk was so passionate about plastic. I've changed three other things in my life because, like, oh, I'm. I thought I was doing well, but no, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. So now I'm making my own yogurt and storing it in glass containers because plastic sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. These are the things that I wouldn't want you to lose because these are the yeah. things that are the thumbprint, the fingerprint of this podcast. Because how a conversation about the Pope can turn to one about sustainability, that doesn't happen unless you are both listening and curious, and passionate to see those connections.
1: I, I don't. I think it is about sustainability, but I think that's the that's the result of the conversation. I don't think that's always the start of the conversation. The, the whole, it's one or the other, the, the us or them, this or that. I'm all about the and thing. So yeah. it's really hard for me to understand.
2: But but this is that's a callback to improv. Yeah, right. yes and
1: absolutely right there's an invariably a moment where we we tie back to the title subject to change and it's not just about the conversation it's just it's not just about perceptions it's about lauren and i being subject to change this podcast being subject to change our learning process being subject to change the videos being you know all of this stuff is growing and learning and changing. And it can be messy at times. And that's, that's what, that's what I'm really eager to communicate is that it's a process. And it's a process with a lot of really small pieces and really small um, and really big and really in the middle um, interactions of all different sorts.
2: Messy is not bad. Without mess, there wouldn't be new discovery.
1: Right. The time for the greatest change is in a moment of chaos. The last year has been an opportunity for us that 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 many will try and get back to normal and, and, and they are missing the opportunity if that is their attitude.
2: Yeah. While we were separated, while we were isolated, while we were having these moments, two friends were brought together and said, what are we missing? What are we not getting? We want to get to know each other better. We want to get to know the world better. We want to have these conversations that we don't get to have when we're in lockdown. It's the conversation that you would have in the living room with your girlfriends an hour in when you're like, Hey, you know what just happened? And you have a, you have a moment where you touch on something serious, but it's also in a, in a place where you have a couch and you're talking to your friends and you're in a you're in a place. And I believe that both of you make this comfortable for your guests so that you open up and you're allowed to have a real conversation.
1: That's actually what I'm concerned about going forward is to date, either Lauren or I knows the the person we're talking to at a level that's that's not superficial. It might not be really deep, but it's not superficial. And, And going forward, I think we're starting to reach out a little broader.
0: I don't think you and I are intimidating people.
1: No, no, I was talking more about your ability and my ability to ask questions at a level that's interesting if we really don't know the person we're talking to. I think, I think that, that
0: by the time we get to that person, though, we'll be so interested in that person and what they're doing. That's fair. Yeah. I, my, I am never afraid of the questions we're going to ask the person.
1: We're not like leaving them there to hang. We're not asking them a question and like waiting for them to answer we're we're asking them a question and participating with them in, in, in the ans- in finding the answer quite often. Sure. Which is I think mm-hmm. really cool. Lesson number five.
2: But that's the difference between an interview and a conversation. Yes. I do literally imagine that we're sitting around a dining room table. That's that's what this conversation feels like. See that's And cool. every once in a while somebody has pie. <laughs>
1: We do say that. I think, we, I think that that's a really important point, that we lean, on, we lean on that a little more than we have been in our description. And also maybe in how we promote the videos and post them. They're not, it's, not, it's subject to change sustainability. It doesn't say anything about interviews.
2: If you don't lose sight of the original intent and what you, what you get out of this, then you'll never lose the spark in your eyes when you're having a conversation with somebody. And I think that, that what drives both of you is what makes this unique and what makes it watchable. If you ever try to become something else, if you ever think of yourself as the view, if you ever try to make yourselves more marketable, then you lose the reason for having this in the first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, the, the title, Subject to Change, I had to put dash sustainability on there because it turns out that subject to change on YouTube is all about trans rights and transitioning sex. So so we have been Googled probably more by accident <laughs> than on purpose, which isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't that make a really interesting conversation about sustainability?
1: What does this project mean to Lauren?
0: For me, I get to have an incredibly interesting conversation where I learn something every single week mm-hmm. and I think it's wonderful if other people do too, but really, I just like that I get to spend time with my friend who lives like two and a half hours away learning something really interesting and different than I knew literally an hour before
1: and what does this project mean to Jody? I have this feeling in my life, and maybe it's the age I am, maybe it's the level of knowledge that I've gained that I'm not doing enough to move the needle on sustainability. And, and part of the selfish part of this subject to change is that I'm hoping that it moves the needle in the world. And, and that's why I'm interested in the clicks and that's why I'm interested in how do we frame this so that it's more accessible to people. I don't want to change it, How do we frame the delivery of it so it's more accessible to people? Because, and and, TJ, I don't know if this was recognizable when I was traveling enough with people, but I've I've always wanted to be of use and I have never felt of use enough to the world.
0: Can I say like three things in response to that?
1: Okay, you can say five things. That was hard for me to say. I just want to.
0: And I agree. I want to acknowledge it. And i hoping that I'm going to give it like the appropriate kind of response. One is that I think that TJ made a really valid point in his very funny kind of introduction that, you know, we're like 23 episodes in. That's really, like he said, like his actual word was, it's the infancy of something. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to kind of have like a touch base and see what's working and what's not working and pivot and quickly. I think there's really good. There's something really good about that, but at the same time, we're still super new. I mean, we're not even one year in. We're really not. I did the math. We're like nine months in and we took like two of those off and that was because of my own personal crisis. So like that's point number one. I think point number two, that, You might not see it, and you might not understand it, but this came along at a time when I desperately needed it and didn't know it.
1: I'm glad it came along. That's awesome.
0: So for you to say that you needed it to have an impact, it did.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Breathing is good now, too.
0: And I think that, um, I think TJ's right. I think letting it kind of just move at the right pace and gain traction in a way that's organic is important without trying to press it. And I get it. I get the clicks. I really do. I get the clicks. I, I understand wanting it to have an impact. Cause I think that there's a part of me that really wants it to have an impact. And I think that that's where my insecurity comes from promoting it. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but we, we come at it from two different ways. You attack it and I kind of go into like retreat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that. That's um, totally fine.
0: But I think it's coming. And I think we just need to like ask people, like you said, for like pretty candid feedback,
1: Lesson number six, more backstories needed.
0: One of the pieces of feedback that I personally receive from people is that we don't go far enough
1: in giving backstory and context. Oh, see, that's great. That's great info.
0: Where there's a lot of people who want to watch and who do watch, but when the subject is over their head from the get-go, they're not inclined to stay and continue to watch it because they don't understand what we're talking about. They don't do yoga. They don't meditate. They don't come at things from a holistic point of view. And so they don't have the basic fundamental information of what it is that we're talking about. And so they feel like they're lost before they even get started.
1: Well, see, that's great. Knowing that we're in our own heads in our own comfort zone and not translating that information well for the viewers is, is, is really good. That is
0: Yeah.
2: And fixable.
0: Yeah. try to kind of ask some of the more fundamentals associated with what it is we're discussing.
2: Yeah. And
1: that would help me with my impact and click stuff and also clarity. People don't want to access things that, that they feel misled about. Lesson number seven, better playlists. Something you said, TJ, sparked something for me as well. We've set up two... Oh yeah, or on YouTube. We've set up two channels, one of the two minute videos and one of the deeper dives. Uh-huh. But I think it's important to maybe have a channel that's about technical information. When we talk with people who who are really delving into the intricacies of sustainability, like Judith Hank might be one of those people, or even Bart would be one of those people with his data mining. Um, yeah. that that could be a more also included in a more technical channel. And then there could be a channel about, you know people you meet on the street kind of thing.
2: You need to know what is the whole, what is the thing in Hollywood? There's something called an elevator pitch. Mm. They call it that because you basically, if you end up in an elevator with someone, you only have the time between the ground floor and wherever they get off to give them your pitch for your project. So it has to be clear and concise and it has to be a bite sized and fully understandable. So, if we think about it like Surat, what are the dots that make up this yeah. hole? What's the, what's the, uh, to put it in terms of top chef. What is your amuse bouche? What's that little tiny thing that you get at the beginning that says, here's an idea of what you're about to get tonight. What is this? And part of what I've heard is, is passionate conversation. hmm I've heard um, uh, connections across across different industries and different whatever your passions are It's about finding common ground mm-hmm. um, it is it's that casual fun conversation around the dining room table with a bottle of wine that allows you to Let your guard down enough to talk about important things with your friends. What's the right word? What, I mean, really?
1: I've assumed that everything in life has a relationship to sustainability. And this podcast is a journey to see if that assumption is true.
0: If you're ahead of the curve, you're ahead. I'm somewhere in the middle. And then there's other people who probably don't quite see the correlation
2: who don't know what the term sustainability actually means in application to the rest of the world.
1: Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Cause those that actually, I, I get tired of talking to people who know what sustainability is. (laughs) I want to talk to people who, who make me think of new ways to explain it and new ways to explore it. And that's part of what this is about too. Well,
2: you're going to have to define it.
1: Yeah. Because like I hated to put that dash sustainability on our title yeah. because I actually I actually don't like the word sustainability. It the, the usage of it is unclear. It's watered down. It, it has no definition. It becomes a restrictor to conversation because everyone's assuming a different definition right. at the start, and it's it's gotten it's such wear and tear that it's very hard to to talk at the same to talk about the same thing when you, when you use that term sustainability in green like pff, <laughs> yeah. go out the window sustainability is also a word that people hear it and they say that has nothing to do with me which is exactly what i'm excited about the conversations we've had so far because everyone has revealed to me something that's i think an insight into the work i do as a sustainability director Mm -hmm. so communications history land management coaching um producing craft soaps and running a business art in the city you were so blasted funny and we were so scattered at the start but um but your questions were awesome and and incredibly appreciated yeah thanks for
0: hosting
2: good yeah my pleasure yeah i'm happy to i'm happy to pass the baton to these Two young up-and-comers who I think are going to make fantastic podcast hosts. Uh, I'm going to retire. See the gray.
1: Thank you for joining us in our reflections on Subject to Change, a sustainability podcast. We absolutely appreciate TJ playing along with us and your taking part in viewing our podcasts. Have a great day. TJ, thank you so much.
2: It's been my pleasure.